Hey, everybody. This is Erica and Yvette, and this is the Mail and Pearls podcast. Episode hey, everybody. 37. Hey, 37. Ev- hey everybody. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm, 37. Mm, mm. That's amazing. 37, season three. It still blows my mind how far we've come, where we are, where we started that alfresco dinner to mm-hmm. where we are today. Girl, my, my head is spinning. Anyway. Episode 37 is titled Supremely Qualified, and it is fitting that we have this episode because of the hearings that just completed for Judge Jackson, who will be the first Black woman to be seated on the Supreme Court in 233 years. So um, we wanted to talk about just how women, and specifically Black women, how it is difficult for us to just do the normal things of being our wonderful selves without having to go under the scrutiny and being asked some of the most asinine questions about our street cred and our experience and what we've done and what we've completed that is like factual, like not something of a figment of our imagination, but something that if you even looked it up, you can find out that this is what we've done. And it's just talking about the challenges women have, specifically black women, um, when it comes to being just our best selves and being qualified and nine times out of 10, overqualified for jobs that we could probably do in our sleep and then we can do in our sleep we do them exceptionally well but we're questioned and questioned about our capabilities so supremely qualified um it's super important for people to be able to be represented and to see ourselves, to know that we belong in these spaces. And so having Judge Jackson be one of the first Black woman Supreme Court justice is is meaningful to me, as well as many other Black women out there, especially the Black women at Harvard Law, because now they can actually see that. Um, and having that physical representation of your dream brings it really, really into reality. That's my little two cents. I don't know about you, Erica, but that's one, that's just a top of my head thoughts right now. Absolutely. I mean, I think that if you, you know, it's, it's a great day, I would say, um, for, for black women to see this um, momentous occasion. And I'm happy to see it in my lifetime because there are many women in their lifetime never got a chance to see this. But the fact that you have someone with such amazing qualifications uh, being treated in such a disrespectful manner during her confirmation hearing, it, it's a bittersweet twinge to it. I mean, I'm extremely elated at the at the outcome, but the fact that some of those, you know, some of those days listening to those confirmation hearings, this really pisses you off because some of the questions mm-hmm. that are asked are so unbased, so ridiculous. And the question is, would you ask a male that question? Number one, mm-hmm. let's start with that. And then secondly, would you ask someone of another race those questions? And why do we have yeah. to go so hard? But she handled it with grace. She, she is. Did. She, yeah. it, she handled it with grace. She handled it with decorum and she is extremely intelligent and she was able to answer it the way that the best way that she knew how. So in the end, like I said, you know, the outcome is amazing, but the fact that 
the questions that were asked of her were were so ridiculous. Like, how are you going to ask her if babies are racist because of a book <laughs> called Anti-Racist <laughs> Baby because she serves um, on the board of a private school? You know, yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, like, I, I like can't let's, even, let's make that I make sense, even. right? So, yeah, so, that doesn't even that didn't even land right. It's just so like huh? things like that are just <laughs> ridiculous. So, but um, you know, it just goes through, you know just the plight but the fact that she was able to overcome that is just an amazing thing overall. it's amazing but the thing is is i did a little digging because you know i'm all into the data and i did a little research about judge jackson and she stood out as a high school achiever throughout her childhood she was an overachiever and she she was um she was a, a speech and a debater star who was elected, quote unquote, mayor of Palmetto Junior High School of the student. And she was a student body president. Um, but like many black women, she still faced naysayers. When she told her high school guidance counselor that she wanted to attend Harvard, do you know what her guidance counselor told her? She warned the judge Jackson should not set her sights so high. Can you imagine that? You know, you're the president of your student body. You're on the debate team. You're 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 eloquently on the speech team, and you have the grades. You have everything that needs, and you and you set your bar to go out to Harvard. And your high school counselor, who probably has the IQ of SPH thirty, is telling you don't set your sights too high. I can believe that. I totally believe that. I believe that. I feel that um, that there are some preconceived notions as to mm. our success and what we're mm -hmm. capable of. I mean, I went to a high school in Brooklyn, New York, and we weren't really talked about some of these schools that we had the potential to go to. We weren't that we didn't necessarily have the exposure, but we did. But but, you know, we had the potential. Our potential wasn't it wasn't like you could do anything. Our parents would tell us that people close to us would tell us yeah. that, but people external wouldn't tell us that. So unfortunately, I'm not surprised and mm. I'm happy she, you know, she went and did what she had to do. But that is well, she did. She did more than did it. what she had to do because she graduated magnum cum laude at Harvard, Harvard University, then attended Harvard Law, you know, she where, she where, where she graduated cum laude, you know, and was the head editor of the Harvard Law Review. Mm -hmm. So imagine how stupid that guidance counselor is looking and feeling right about now. This is the same person you told, don't set your sights too high. And she rocked it and then some. And it's and that's just and and this is why this is so super important um, for black women and you know young black girls out there to see that this is to see that even though there's naysayers, do you boo still do it? Don't just because they can't see it doesn't mean that you can't achieve it. And then this is super 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 important. Um, I, I mean, when I read that, I was just like, girl, I can't even you know like where's she at? Like, let me just go visit her guidance counselor right about now and just be like, and be like, hmm, what you think about that now? <laughs> but you know, the, anyway. best, the best revenge is her success. And yes, sometimes true, you don't true. even have to say a word. Just be, yeah, be in your space be. and do mm -hmm. and be brilliant. And honestly, 
in the back of your mind, you can just be like, whatever, you know, hey, what, yeah. what you thought. Well, you know, I just, right. I just have to be a little petty. I just wanted to be a little petty, just a little petty, just a little bit. And the legacy that she's going to leave. I get it. I, listen, I'm petty. I'm Miss Petty LaBelle myself. <laughs> so I, am, I understand and I truly appreciate that. But I feel that, you know, when you said before that person feeling small, I don't even think that person feels small. And that's the sad part about it. That is. I think that part. there are yeah. some people that just feel like, you know what, why don't you just stay here be be mediocre like just be yeah. mediocre don't be great but she was destined for greatness she was destined for greatness from when she was a little girl because her parents you know their college educated parents they they set the bar for their children so True. so she was already on that trajectory for herself um and and she you know well the rest is history right we've seen it the rest is history rest but it's just history. but it's just the it, it's the unfortunate part that you could be a very qualified individual. And I know we're focusing on women, but you could be a very qualified individual of color and your bar will be set. So like in some cases will be set either extraordinarily high, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, it, it, or your bar will be set low to be like, well, you can only do this. You know, yeah. and that is the that is the travesty of it all, I guess. Yeah. And and let's just talk about the justices. Right. Out of one hundred and fifteen justices, only five have been women um, mm-hmm. and they were all white until mm-hmm. Judge Brown. Ju- sorry, Judge Brown Jackson. Um, uh, so we had Sandra Day O'Connor, who was appointed in 81 by Reagan. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole different story. Then we had Ruth. Uh, Mama Ruth, she was nominated by Bill Clinton, and she spent 27 years on the court. We have Sonia Sotomayor. She replaced David Soder. Uh, We have Elena Kagan, who replaced John Paul Stevens. And then we have Amy Bonnet, who replaced Ruth, right? And now we have um, Judge Jackson, right? And so the first Black woman to serve on the Supreme Court in 233 years. Like, I, I can't even... I, I can't even, I can't even, but let's just talk about, you know, the data around, um, um, black attorneys, uh, and judges. So we have, um, there's some data out there. There's like on average about there's 1.3 million lawyers in the United States, 4.7 of them are black as, as of today, 37% of those lawyers are female and 86% of them are white. And there's only 70 black women who have served as federal judges representing less than 2% of all judges. And what the sad thing is, is is that the black attorney population has not grown since 2011. That is very sad. Hasn't grown since 2011. And so that's even more poignant why Judge Jackson being on the Supreme Court is even even more important from a representation perspective, because my hope is that she encourages, inspires others to become lawyers, um, to increase the black attorney population uh, since it's been stagnant, you know, for 19, 20, 20, 21 years. Well, yeah, 11 yeah. years, really. Yeah, absolutely. Years. And I mean, I think I've always said, I've said this before, not always, but I've said this before, you you have to see the possibility, right? You have to see the possibility. And in our lifetime, we're able to see that possibility. 
um, and and children that are born today will hopefully see that possibility. So so I think that it's 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 progress. It's very slow progress, but it's progress. But the the hurdles to get there because let's let's talk facts, right? In some cases. People don't want to see us there. They're going to make it extremely Mm -mm. difficult. And when you, and when you have someone who has the pedigree and credentials that judge Brown Jackson has, and yet, even in spite of all that, she had to go through such a, just, I mean, I just thought it was just that hearing was crazy. Like at times I was just like, are we for real? Like we're for real. Like, it's almost like you're digging your straws to just ask a question, which has never been asked of a white male or not asked of a white white male or white woman, you know, I I think that that's just, you know, just, just making that so much harder. But I think what, what has been shown obviously is I can't say it any other way. She knows her shit. Like done. End of story. Like she she knows she is supremely qualified and it is amazing to see her go through that journey. Um, and if I with might such just dignity with such dignity and oh, grace, you know, just absolutely. She, she just take she just took a breath and been like these people and answered the question without even a blip, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just it's it's that level, just that level of composure and grace and regal royalty that she is supreme. You know, she is she is the epitome of supreme on how she handled herself. Um, but it just goes to show that we as black women, we have a double jeopardy, um, you know, and it's in and it's this double jeopardy of being not being white and not being male. We have to carry that in addition to all the other things. That's why when it comes to jobs and being nominated for the Supreme Court, this double jeopardy makes it extremely difficult to kind of almost keep your keep keep your sanity because it's not because you don't have the pedigree, it's not because you don't have the experience, it's not because you're not qualified, it's just because you're not white and you're not male. That's why it's 99 million times harder. And just just because of that, that we walk into the room with double jeopardy. But like we said in our last episode, when we talked about being the only, you have every right to be in the room. If you are qualified to do the job, you have every right. And sometimes we have to fight to be in the room. And like Shirley Chisholm said, you know, if they don't have a seat at the table for you, you bring your own chair. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to be in the room. And, you know, for those of us, I know we're talking about the Supreme Court justices, but let, let, you know, we take this and talk about your life or your day-to-day job where you, or some opportunity that you're looking for, that you are qualified. Now you have to be honest with yourself, right? We have to be honest with ourselves. You know, if we're not qualified for something and we don't get it, we can't, you know, we can't say, you know, all the reasons reasons why, right? So we have to take a very hard look and honest look at ourselves and some deep, deep discussions, right? Um, But if you are qualified for the job, if you are qualified, you have every right to shoot your shot and you have every right to go out there, get it. And once you get it, be excellent at it. Yep. 
and don't feel that you have to be in the, you know, behind the door in the door frame and not step in the room because you're not qualified and you let that imposter syndrome kind of get at you. Because if you are qualified and have the aptitude to do the job, shoot your shot for the job. Yep. You know, just as Brown Jackson had the aptitude, the smarts, all of it for the job. She, you know, she went for it. And, and that, and, and, and and absolutely that. And, and, and really had to face being on a public stage. That's like a public interview. You know what I mean? Where cameras in your face and people saying things to you that are just like off the wall, but still you keep your grace and decorum. And that is what it's all about. So when you're in that interview room and somebody's asking you something that might be a little off, answer the question the best way you can and walk out of the room knowing that you did your best. Because as long as you know, you know what, you know, if you know the attributes of what you're or the skills and competencies needed and you know, you have those skills and competencies, go for it. Go for it. Do, do, do your best and just know going in that you are enough. You, Mm -hmm. you, you are enough going in. You, you are enough. You're going to do the best that you can do because that's all that you can do and then leave it where it is. Right. Just leave it where it is. Don't don't take it as a failing or a flaw or something within you, because someone else not being able to see your value, your worth and your brilliance doesn't reflect your reality of your brilliance, your value. That's 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 the the little mindset that you have to have going in, because no matter where the trips, the, the chips may fall, you get it or you don't get it. You still you, boo, and you still good. You are still enough. You did the best that you can do. And someone else's inability to see your value or your worth doesn't mean you're not valuable and you're not worthy and you're not enough. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, although we are, you know... I don't know what word I want to use when we saw that confirmation hearing and those silly questions and what have you, where I, I personally for myself and I'm, I'm sure you don't feel differently, but so proud of judge Katanji Brown Jackson and what she has done and um, what um, grace under pressure looks like and what grit looks like and what gravitas looks like, like all of that, because she, she, she personifies all of that. And it's just, yep. it, to me, it's just an exciting time. Like this is, it is. like took, you know, over 200 odd years, right? But we're here to see that. We're here to see it. We saw it. I, I mean, I saw it. I seen it. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's forever. There's a t-shirt that I'm going to get. Um, and I'm going to get one for you too, Erica. And it kind of talks oh, about, you, you know, uh, it, it, it's it's a cool T-shirt. I'll post it um, on on our Facebook page for those. I'm not I'm not gonna give it away now, but I'll post it on our Facebook page. And if you all want a T-shirt just like that, let me know. I'll send you all the links, um, or I post it up on Facebook. But it literally shows um, our germination from for all of our 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 black queens out there, starting with Rosa Parks, ending up with our first black Supreme Court justice. Uh, Judge Jackson, and it's it's awesome. I, I and it's cute. It's awesome, and I'm I'm going to get one for you and me, and we're going to wear it proudly, um, as well as my other kind of you know snarky t-shirts that I have. But this is one is definitely one for for the history books. Um, yeah, definitely for the history books. Absolutely, definitely. 
So these women are supremely qualified. And although their journey, um, you know, respective journeys and, and such, and we are focusing on, you know, obviously the recent appointment to the Supreme Court and just her, you know, just us seeing just what that looks like, you know, in public, those confirmation hearings. The, the story, the great part of the story is that she's in the seat and we can't wait to see all the great things that she's going to do um, because she is supremely qualified. And I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about that. I'm super excited as well. I hope you all are excited because I, I can't wait to see what she does and how she changes that energy of that court. I, I, I mean, I just, I'm, there's just, there's just so much potential uh, there that I'm, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat waiting to see the amount of change that she can effectuate. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, I just can't wait to see that because it's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. And for you out there, uh, for those times when you feel like you don't belong in the room, just remember you're supremely qualified too. And you You belong in the room and Mm -hmm. just continue to do your best and shine and show that excellence that we know that's part of you because we know that uh, you can do it. Just believe in yourself. Yep. And what will we say all the time, Erica? You say it. <laughs> you, <laughs> we say this all the time. We want you to be the best version of you all the time, all the time. And it doesn't matter, you know, hills or valleys, just be the best version of yourself. Um, because yeah. you, you are perfect exactly the way you are. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing missing, nothing you need to quote unquote complete you. You are not a donut and looking for a donut hole to be a whole. You are complete, perfect, just the way you are. And once you envision that and, and, and live your life as the best version of you, your mm. world will change for the better. Mm. Indeed, indeed. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And until the next time, talk soon. Did you just love what you heard on this week's episode? Well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and some feedback. Spreading the word is really the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Mm -hmm.